Another week, another episode, another interview of Shield Drop, Texas's premier Super Smash Brothers podcast, brought to you by the Free to Play Network. If you enjoy this, check out our other Free to Play production podcasts. My name is Jeremy Ever Melendez. I am a commentator. I am a host. I am a tournament organizer and melee player from Corpus Christi, Texas. Today we have a wonderful guest on the show. Today, I am sitting here with LFG's very own Ethan Snowy Brun, a very, very powerful Smash player from San Antonio, lives very close to Corpus Christi, really excited to have him here on the show. Tell him hi, Ethan. Hey, what's up, guys? Awesome, awesome. How you doing, man? How's, how's everything been going? Tell us a, tell us a little bit, uh, a little bit of uh, things that, you've been, that have been going on in your life. Yeah, uh, I've been I've been going really uh, really well. I've actually been doing a lot of stuff for both Smash scene and Hearthstone scene lately. So I've been like contacting with Tempo Storm players like Frodan and Just Saying and people like that. And uh, I've I've talked down with some of the co- casters like uh, Admirable, uh, a few of like like even Raynad. I've just been talking to them about. Um, some new s- projects that are going to be going on that hopefully in the future I can share those a little more. But uh, to start off with that, I- I'm actually starting a team with one of the Tempo Storm players right now, and we're looking for uh, players to sponsor for um, both games, uh, Hearthstone and Smash. Wow, that's actually pretty interesting, man. You sound like a busy a busy boy. <laughs> yeah, I've been pretty busy lately. It's... That's really cool. Um, so that, that team that you're starting, that's that's definitely going to sponsor Shield Drop, the podcast, right? Oh, definitely. <laughs> Excellent. I'll be make I'll, I'll make sure to throw that out in the intro every time. Um, so uh, that that's really cool. Um, as you know, here at at Shield Drop, we we love to inter- interview our top players. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the first episode where I interviewed ALP, but the direction that we took, we uh, we started out you know pretty simple, and I think I'm going to start that start out the same way with you. Okay. Melee, Super Smash Brothers. What what drew you to it? What what did you start? How did you you become interested in it? Before you even started playing competitively, tell us your story. Well, my brother uh, had been playing since 2006, so he went to tournaments with like Fort Girl and stuff when he was younger, and he kind of like would wreck me and uh, in melee all the time. I, I played Ganon and Fox, and I just didn't know what to do. And then in freshman year of high school, so there was like this club where people were playing Smash, but they all sucked, so you could just, like, press B and win the game. And me yeah. and my friend saw the documentary, and he started getting really good at Smash, and everyone at school would always be like, oh, uh, my friend's so good at this game, looks, uh, 
Like, so, like, I don't know. They were always, like, praising him and saying how good he was. And I've always, like, I started playing professional Dota when I was in freshman year. So I've always been very um, competitive. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I, I could do this, right? Like, I really want to get good at another game anyway. And why not it be a game where it's in person and there's, like, a lot of r- real-life emotions? So I watched the documentary. I started watching videos of Hungrybox all the time and got into Puff because my brother was a Puff main. And so I thought, hey, I can just rest people. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. that ended up going really well. And I really loved, like, the community and how cool everyone was and how everyone kind of, like, I don't know. It was, it, was, it was almost like you went to a, a, a club or a some sort of hobby where you just go and hang out and talk to people and do what you love, which is just playing video games together. And eventually it turned into making money. And that's when it really was like, wow, I can actually like go forward with this. Mm-hmm. And off of that, I really wanted to like meet top players. And eventually, because I was a puff main, I was able to get there and help top players get good at that matchup and uh it's been a fun ride ever since that's kind of, you're you're an interesting and and I'm, I'm really glad to have you on so early to the uh to the series but you're you're kind of an interesting player as to uh the, the fact that you don't just play melo you also play hearthstone and you mentioned earlier that you're that you played dota as well um, and then you started playing melee competitively in about uh, 2000. I think 2003 was when the 2013 was when the documentary came out. Yeah. So you've you've had you had experience uh, from, from playing playing these games, uh, other competitive games, competitively. Did you think any of that kind of translated to your melee play, or what do you, what do you credit to getting good? So I mean, I don't. We haven't gotten to that part, but but do you think that helped you? To, oh yeah. To get good. Yeah, um, so through Melee, I mean, not through Melee, through Dota, I learned a lot of, like, important, not just for Melee, but just important life lessons that, like, there's certain things that you have to do and you have to understand to get good at something before you can actually, like, achieve something so quickly. Uh, I think it's a big problem, actually, in, in a lot of, like, gaming communities is there's this, like, idea that you can't get better that you can't like you can't say i'm going to get good and i know i'm going to get good you're talking about this idea of like this inherent talent everybody has a talent skill ceiling that they can't get through like once you peak you peak yeah like people think that usually they can't get better than they are right now or they like they'll think they'll get better but they'll set like ceilings for themselves that are just like really negative and for for me I think like that that like that mentality is really bad for your own personal growth and you have to have like this sort of like mindset that just lets you grow on a higher level but thing is like I've, I've kind of been outspoken with my with my uh, personal growth which is a big problem with like the community a, a lot of people don't like to see like people flaunting um mm-hmm. but i don't mean to flaunt in that way I, mean, I i do it because i really like believe that i can be i can be someone that is super influential in every community i really believe that i can be like a positive uh influence on, on 
uh, players, on um, casters, everyone, you know, and I feel like to have that mindset, it takes a, a very long time, but once yeah. you get it down, it, it's really impactful just like on everyone you meet, whether it be negative or positive, uh, that's how they take it. Yeah, I see. It's not so much that you're flaunting or trying to flaunt. You're trying to be a uh, an example of that you can get good if you really put your mind to it type of thing. Yeah, exactly. And and you, you got kind of got into the mindset. What what do you think that mindset is? What exactly was the mindset that you had that sets your mindset apart from other people's who think that they have a skill ceiling and they can't get better? Um, so the mindset that really, like, puts me away from those kind of people is just, like, this attitude that I can be good at anything because someone else is good at that. Why can't I be? Um, I've, I've never li liked to limit myself. I think that's a really bad thing to do just in general. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people do it. And I, 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 I've seen a lot of people like who are extremely talented at the game. They would get better. But the thing is, they don't believe that they can be better. And it's all about knowing and believing that you can do something like that. Uh, so many people would always tell me, like, oh, don't, don't be outgoing. You're, you're going to just freak out those people. Don't be, um, don't be so outspoken. People are not going to like you for that. But I found that every time that I've been able to, like, extend myself like let's say playing with Mewtwo King or playing with like Gatsu or playing with those kind of people on doubles or things in Hearthstone or Dota all those things have happened to me because I put myself in a position where I could be in that in that position where I like instead of saying that I can't do it I always said I can do it I always put myself in the right place at the right time and of course like there's sometimes there's a lot of luck in in these factors but i'm a hearthstone player so easy <laughs> you're you're a, you, you have some connections is what you're what you're saying yeah the hearthstone thing yeah i got you there's there's nothing wrong with that the way i see it is you 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 had a goal and regardless of how you reached it you put yourself in positions to reach that particular goal and uh you you did everything that you could to uh achieve that goal I feel you. I get it. I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's a very smart way of going about things. Me myself, as a player, I would love to be a top player. I would love to be really good. Um, I mean, that uh, everybody can say that, but only a few people actually, you know, go through with it or have the mindset to do it. You mentioned this this outgoing personality, this outspoken personality that you have that some people seem to have not so much taken to have taken to have a problem with or or taken issue but um you've you've been told not to do that why do you why do you think that how how outspoken are you what are you outspoken about what what are these things um so i'm, I'm pretty uh, i'm pretty confident in my own abilities and i don't i don't tend to like mean anything in a malicious way i don't i don't personally like to like talk shit about people or tell them like hey you suck but i think people see it that way when i'm when i'm like when i'm telling myself i'm a good player i think people see that as like um possibly um how do you say it uh like insulting yeah, the other player yeah exactly and i don't so you, i don't mean to do that 
it, it's like like kind of like as if you um you told Mewtwo King, hey, I can take you down, buddy. I'm good. I I I, I can do this. They'll take that as you're talking to one of the gods, as if you can you can ruin their life at this game. And some people, you just don't think they like that. Yeah, exactly. And I I can't I can't do anything about that. If I tell myself I can't do it, I can't beat Mewtwo King. What mm-hmm. what does that really do? It's it's not doing much. I think people take that as me disrespecting them, but it's not me disrespecting them. More as it's me wanting to give myself the sliver of hope that maybe I actually can be someone that is good in the community like Mewtwo King or like Hungry Box. Yeah. I, I think I think it's safe to say that everybody has their own way of getting themselves in the zone, getting themselves motivated, and if that's hey man, obviously you're doing something right. You're one of the top players in Texas. So all all the power to you. I have mad respect for that. Um I think confidence is a huge thing. I was talking to one of my other buddies down here in Corpus and we were having a chat about uh, getting better as a player and he said man you're good you, you can do it you just need to be more confident in your approaches you need to be more confident with the options that you choose and I, I, under, I feel it like there are, there are times where when I play somebody I don't feel confident and I, and I feel like a lot of the times that's what causes my downfall in that match yeah that could all there's always like I think that might be one of the biggest problems with a lot of players is like Confidence doesn't affect you just outs- like outside of the game in mentality. It also affects you inside of the game. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe it's like I'm not confident enough in my ability to do a certain tech that would win you the game. You know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people have that problem, I've noticed, is that they're not confident enough to actually like go forward and do things that are bold or, you know, go for that random rest or go for that, um, you know, like back air or whatever that you're unsure of. There's, a, there's, mm-hmm. there's always things that, that you can do in terms of like confidence in game that can just build up your, your confidence outside of the game, which it, it just, it turns into like this huge circle of just getting better um, in many different ways. It's hard to explain. No, I get it. There, there are some things that I've realized as my with my growth as a player that uh, have been tried to be explained to me many, many, many times, and I it didn't click until one day I was just sitting thinking about the game and go and it goes, oh, oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah, exactly. So I completely understand. One one of the one of the things that I realized recently, maybe a couple of months ago, is um, maybe maybe. I'm not trying to it, I'm, let me try and try and explain it correctly. It was a uh, it was about approaching and uh, punishing somebody's punish. So I thought I, I'm a Falco player, and I said, okay, maybe it's not about you know hitting a, a late nair into the shield. It's about what am I going to do to punish myself? What am I going to do to punish them for trying to punish me for hitting a late nair into their shield? Something like that. Yeah. Like. I finally like I finally got it like oh that's what it means to be a step ahead. So I I I completely understand. Um let's let's kind of move on. I think I have another question is uh you you mentioned Dota, you've mentioned Hearthstone. Tell me about your 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 gameplay with that. How long did you play Dota for? 
Um, so I played Dota. <laughs> it was actually the same reason that I got into um, into Hearthstone and Smash was like my friends were playing it and they were always like talking to each other like, oh, we're so good. Uh, I can't wait to play, things like that. And I would always be like, I, I wasn't a gamer. I was a guy who just did work at school. I didn't really do much like gaming because I didn't find it like too appealing. But when I saw that competitive drive that, that gamers took, I really wanted to feel that. And um, I don't know. I, I got into everything just because of my friends, like, talking about talking it, about getting it, competitive. Playing it. Yeah, getting competitive. I was like, I want to be competitive. I can do these things. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I just got into Dota. I, I watched the TI uh, documentary, and I was like, wow, this is pretty amazing. And, uh, you know, I spent, like, countless hours on that game, just constantly, like, stressed out and... Mm. Just trying to get good. Yeah, just the trying to get good. The struggle of getting good, I feel you, man. Oh, it, it was extremely hard. And, like, I, I wouldn't do that again because, like, I, I started suffering, like, at school. Um, I was doing so much, so much work. It was mm -hmm. it was it was really really awful. <laughs> yeah, like I I think I spent about, um, like, I would go to school, and then I'd play Dota till four a.m., and then I'd go to school at eight a.m. Good God. Yeah, and so, like, there 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 was a, a huge point where I was just like, addicted as fuck to that game, and that's actually how I got into melee was because. I just couldn't take any more Dota stress. I was, like, yelling at my family, things like that. Um, I eventually ended up playing with people like Dendi, though, and Arteezy and Eternal Envy, mm -hmm. like, all the top players. And it, it, it was a really, like, inspiring experience that, that kind of uh, grew over into Hearthstone and Smash. Mm -hmm. How long did you play Dota for? How, how, how long and how old were you? Uh, so... I went from freshman year to the beginning of senior year, so I guess that was like... About four years? Yeah, like 15 or 14 to 17. Okay, and and then Hearthstone, when did you start playing that? Started playing that at the beginning of senior year, so like last year. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, and uh, I, um, I don't know. I, I had been playing like when beta had just ended and and the game came out i played for like two months and then i quit because mm -hmm. it was expensive and i didn't want to pay for anything yeah but all my friends were playing last year and they're all like telling themselves how good they were and i've always like loved the thought of card games so i thought hey i'm sure i can get good at this game <laughs> <laughs> and it, it took me a, it took me a month to get top 100 legend Okay, and and that's interesting too because you've only played Hearthstone for about a year, and you shot you shot up the ranks very very quickly. Yeah, and it was a good feeling for sure. <laughs> what do you attribute to this this rapid growth? Is it like are you still gonna tell me it's the it's your competitive drive and your your confidence, or do you think that there is actually some type of talent? type of thing going on here because i mean i could shoot man i could try and play hearthstone I'm, i don't think i'm gonna shoot myself up the ranks that fast uh i honestly think it's my like 
both luck and talent because i i guess also my outspoken personality i i just went every time i started a game i took myself to like i don't know like reddit forums or i took myself to like actual tournaments and i would go up and i would go to the very best player and i would make sure that i became friends with them by the end of that day and once i would do that i would get them to do things like uh, host my stream or teach me how to play the game and they would teach me and it, i would spend like five days i'd be like okay so this is how you do this and this is how you do this i'm just gonna learn that and then mm -hmm. eventually through that learning that those those competitive players uh, would teach me i would just be able to shoot up through the ranks because it just felt so easy to me um it just felt like there was an ability to do things you just think about it for like I don't know, six hours, just think about that exact thing that you need to do, realize that it's the right thing, and then you just try to execute it. It's a little mm -hmm. harder in Melee. Just because there's so many things that could happen, so many so many different options that could go on at once. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of, like, situational things, and it's all a lot of, like, it's all it's like reading books almost. Like, you just need to remember. You just need to mm -hmm. remember things all the time. If you ever forget anything, it's it's usually pretty bad for you. Yeah, because it's gonna come back and bite you in the ass. Yeah, I got. And then you're gonna and then you're gonna be like, oh, oh yeah, I should have remembered that. Yeah, and um, I used to take a lot of notes as a as when I was like a low level player, and I would make sure like I got exactly what I needed. I would go step by step. Like, all right, I'm not wave dashing right. I'm just gonna work on that, and then once I get that down. I just said, all right, I'm not doing whatever, right? I'm going to, I don't know. I went on Facebook, I contacted Soft, and then he started Skyping with me, and we started going over things. You just really need to go out there and talk to people, and eventually you'll get there. Yep, I agree. So you're telling me you have the confidence, you got to know the top players for the respective games to get good, and you practiced, practiced, practiced. Even even odd ways of practicing, like taking notes and stuff, and that's that's kind of what has shot you up to being as good as you are. Yeah, that's interesting. And I I, like uh, I actually like I've never spent more than thirty minutes playing Smash alone and like learning something because I actually always found that um, to be a bad thing. And the reason I say that is because I see all these players playing like Fox for example or Falco in Smash and I'm just thinking you're 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 generally wasting your time playing uh, cuz it's it's hard right mm -hmm. it's you're not learning the game for like exactly what it is which is like mind games and spacing things like that you're you're learning like the tech portion and yeah. I, I, I feel like that could get you really far, but there comes a point where you just hit the ceiling that you can't get past because you didn't, you weren't able to like learn all those other options that are really important. All the mental stuff that really can help you break through that plateau. Yeah, exactly. And it's hard. Like I know, I know it's hard, and it's something that a lot of people can achieve once they get that right mentality in any game. Now, how long? When when did you because we've we've gone through Dota we've gone through Hearthstone. How long have you played melee? 
Um, so Compet- competitively, of course, of course. Yeah, my first tournament's actually on. Uh, it's on YouTube. I think it was March 2015. So you've been playing for about two years, three years. Yeah, around that, like almost three years. And at the beginning, um, you said you you played Ganon and Fox. What made you pick up Jigglypuff? It was pretty funny. I uh, it was the day before Arcadian, which was like, this, I I was just gonna make that my my only tournament that I go to, and mm. make it like a fun experience because I was just a bad player. I was really bad, and uh, I was playing Fox. And I went to King's house, who at the time was number two in San Antonio, mm-hmm. and I'm like, all right, let's. Let's practice my fox. And I play against him, and he's just absolutely destroying me. Like, four-stock every game. My fox is super shit. And then, I, then I'm then i like, all right, well, I see my brother always just play this character, Jigglypuff. Like, she can't be that bad, right? And I pick her up, and I beat King in, in a game. <laughs> and uh, just by pressing down B on him over and over. Like, doing, <laughs> doing no- some, nothing else. Some, uh-huh. Just, just wrestling, like, over and over. And he's like, yeah, you should definitely pay Puff tomorrow. And I'm like, I've never played this character, though. And uh, I got to second place in doubles with my partner just by resting people. <laughs> wow. So. What was it What was it that made you just have the right timing to, to rest the hell out of people? I don't know. I think, like, I, I just, I saw where someone was going to be, and I was like, all right, down B. <laughs> Okay. Like like I straight up just like went for it. I was I was just confident with it. I guess it was it was very it was, you you kind of had an idea of where where they're gonna be and you were there at the right time and boom rest they're dead. Yeah, that's all I did. If you watch my uh, the vods are still there like for doubles, but um, it was pretty bad. Like I don't I don't do anything. Like I, sometimes I'll throw out a forward air, but most of the mm-hmm. time I'm just going around like, resting. It just was... wait, just waiting for it. Yeah. <laughs> Like like you're trying to get a uh, like you're trying to get uh, one of the aerial the aerial hits in uh, Rocket League. Yeah, it just like <laughs> randomly throwing it out, and I was like, okay, well, I guess this is working. Uh, hey man, you got to do what works. Yeah, exactly. And I wouldn't I wouldn't like recommend someone like listen to to what I said right there, like just resting and try it out in real life because it's not gonna work too much <laughs> for like singles because I got kind of bopped in singles. Mm-hmm. But in doubles, you can just rest randomly, and it works. And I still kind of do that sometimes. Every every once in a while when you want to just have a little bit of fun? Yeah, exactly. I'll just be like, all right, I'm just going to throw this out. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, when, when you started playing Melee, you said you're, you weren't that good. I, I can't imagine everybody picks up the controller and is immediately a top player that rarely ever happens if it does like if, if it does ever happen um how long did it take you to, to shoot your way up to the top in melee took me about what was it like i was getting i was getting like fifth like five months in mm-hmm. and then i was getting first a year in or so wow um and i was always told by People didn't like the the fact that I was, like, always very, like, all right, I know I'm going to be good. I know I'm going to be good. And so people would always tell me, like, look, man, you're not going to get good. Like, stop trying. And I just decided, like, all right, I'm just not going to listen to people anymore because 
people have always been like the reason that I don't get good in things because I listen and and then it ends up like going wrong for me. And so I just, I went for it. I went for it all and I, I banked on the fact that I was going to be good and it ended up happening. So I, I just advise people to just like follow your own ideas and don't listen to anyone else mm-hmm. because I feel like a lot of the times other people might make it harder for you to to go on when when I see comments on Twitch like like when I was teaming with MTK for example people were always saying like you suck or Snowy sucks things like that and I just I came to this conclusion like if you listen to to those people you're just going to get yourself down and you're just going to make yourself worse and all the hard work and all the effort that you've put in it's going to feel like like you've done nothing the past like I don't know like however long you've been playing so yeah. just don't listen to them, and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. That's that's some inspiring stuff, man. That's that's some pretty good stuff. You you have this uh, again. Obviously, you, you've known some top players. You've gotten to to play with some top players, like you just mentioned, M two K. I know recently you played uh, a doubles with him in a in a tournament. What was that? Um, GTX. Uh, Dreamhack Denver. Dream, okay, Dreamhack Denver. You played you played doubles with Mewtwo King. What was that like? Uh, well, Mewtwo King is very, um, he's a singles player, so he had just played Smash 4 doubles with Javi, and they lost in Losers Finals, so he was, like, super sad, and he hadn't played Melee at all, so when we played together, he was kind of just, like, camping and hoping that I would, like, bring the opponents to him, but I think he was, like, hoping that H like I was like as good as H blocks at at doing these things, but I don't really understand like how that team combo works and or how he wanted me to do things. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of it kind of went wrong a lot of times. Like we would do things that that didn't really make sense. But when we did click together, our combos were pretty sick, um, and it was a lot of fun. But and this was yeah, this was your first time. This was your first time uh, d- doing doubles with him. Yeah, for, yeah, but uh, on a general basis, we we talk to each other because he asked me for puff advice mm-hmm. a lot of the time, and then I uh, we talk a lot about theory, and uh, he gives me exactly what to like. He's given me like practically a library worth of information on puff, and I'm shaping up to release YouTube videos on how to play Puff through my, my learning. Okay, and, uh, that's yeah. really cool. That's really, really cool. Now, the, the thing I kind of want to ask you about Mewtwo King is, you said he he had lost in doubles to... Uh, he had lost in doubles in, in Smash 4. Mewtwo King kind of has this... How can I say it? Mewtwo King has this... Um, reputation i guess if if you get into it if he if he starts feeling down or he, something gets into his head it can really affect his his play did you see that whenever you guys played doubles together oh yeah 100 percent um there'd be times where it'd be a 1v2 like either i was dead or he was dead and he would just either he would give up or he'd tell me to give up like i was on stream against sj and homemade waffles and SCJ was at 130% and Waffles was like at 20%. So it was, it was fairly doable. And I, I'm like, I start 
ledge camping because that's the best way to do a 2v1 is to wait for them to like make a mistake and come at you of course yeah and uh and Mita King just goes and he tells me he's like why, why are you doing this you're wasting time just give up and I started I started laughing but like it's it's really kind of sad because like w- once you realize that mentality shapes up in every every aspect um it's pretty crazy Another another example of him doing that was at GTX. I I, I was training him for the puff matchup to play against Hbox, and he beat Hbox in winners. And then he yeah, lost. I remember that. Yeah, and then we were playing again. I was prepping him up for I don't know. I don't remember what like losers finals. I guess he was gonna play Hbox. And the whole time I was playing him, he, he was he started like I was I three stocked him one game, and I was like the fuck man, what's up? And he's like I'm gonna lose, I'm gonna lose, I'm just gonna lose. And he just t- told himself that over and over. Like, and he ended up playing really badly in losers finals. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he's very very negative about himself. Um, but he's not like that in real life, which is like a good thing. But it's still a very sad thing to see because I think if he took out that mentality, he would be probably the best player. It's always coming back to that very confident mentality that we we were discussing earlier in the episode. This. What what make, what makes Mewtwo King different? What makes him not be not have to be as confident in his play, but also be really really good? What 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 where is this where's this 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 uh, disattachment here? Well, like Hungry Box, you see him. He's super confident. He always wins. He never plays the game. He never f- plays friendlies. He never does anything. He's partying. He's doing things like that. Mewtwo King, on the other hand, he's not confident at all. He thinks he's like the worst player in the world practically. But the thing is, he plays nonstop. When there's a party going on and everyone's invited, he tells me, "Hey, come to my hotel. We're going to play till 4 a.m." And I'm like, "Dude, you should either sleep or go to party, like take a break." He's like, "No, I need to play." If like say like I want to go get food or something and it's like a, like 10 seconds away, he's like, "No, come back. You're wasting time." <laughs> so he's always playing. He never stops playing. He's, I, he's just he has that drive to just constantly just to get good and he's put himself in certain positions so many times that he already knows what's going to happen. He knows how to adjust to when what whatever anybody's doing towards him and he's able to uh pull out a win. Yeah, exactly, but it's it's I definitely think he needs to be taking breaks because He's constantly playing without any breaks ever. I have a lot of like, a lot of stories of NTK where it's just been like pretty bad experiences, but it's still like, uh, he's still okay, I think. Yeah. I I don't know, Music King's definitely a weird character, but he's a really nice guy and uh... Music King King definitely is a character. I, I gotta agree with you. There, there's the whole, hey, Mewtwo King, your hand's hurting, you gotta go to the doctor, man. And th- that whole little meme that happened, but my bu- my buddy, my I have a very good friend, Lane. He's a, he's an Ices player. And uh, he's he has this... He has... I wouldn't say a vendetta, but every time... And I think it goes back to Mewtwo King always just wanting to play and, and, and get his stuff done, but every single chance Lane has had to meet up with Mewtwo King, and all Lane wants is just a photo with the guy. (laughs) 
all he wants is a photo with the guy, and every single time, Mewtwo King either, like, completely ignores him, or, like, is doing something else, and, like, to where it can't happen, and so Mewtwo King's become this, like, he's become Lane's white whale. Like, all Lane wants is just a picture, and I think the last time, uh, the last time he was trying to get Mewtwo King, all Mewtwo King cared about was trying to find his hotel room. <laughs> so, so Lane was like, hey man, Mewtwo King, can I get a picture? And Mewtwo King was like, no, dude, I, uh, yeah, 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 I'll give you a picture. Where's my room? Where's, where's, <laughs> where's, where's room 439? And Lane's like, I, I don't know. I don't know, Jason. Like, I need, I just want a picture. He's like, yeah, 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 but I need to find my room. And then, like, he just walked off. And, and Lane was just there like, oh, like what the fuck man like this is the second time you've done this <laughs> yeah. so lane lane really likes telling that story but that's that's that I, I can really see it now um from the way that you the way you explain him and his personality and stuff like that it just it's a uh, it's it's pretty pretty enlightening you know kind yeah. of opens your eyes see what kind of guy this see what kind of guy this person really is and um it kind of just makes lane's story more funny so i'll be sure when he hears this I'll, i'm going to rub it in his face <laughs> No, he's he's probably like Mewtwo King would definitely be one of my favorite um, players in the community. I think he's he's a very nice guy. I think he's taken like either wrong by a lot of people. Like I think they they see his the way he acts as again like a like he's disrespecting them. But he's just very like he just wants to play. He just wants to get better. And like he's he's. He's definitely getting better at the whole celebrity thing because maybe like two years ago he told we we're playing and this this couple comes up and they tell him like hey my my brother's like a huge fan of you i want to get a, a photograph and uh i want you to sign my thing he's like no go away and <laughs> yeah and i was like i was like holy shit i turned around and i'm like sorry guys like he just he's just a little scared right now uh, he wants to get ready and he's transitioned to this person now who's just completely like if a fan comes up to him and starts talking to him or wants to play a game he'll play a game with them so i think he's getting better about all that stuff that's really good that's really good because yeah i think i i I do gotta agree with you he he does have a, a certain type of personality that could possibly be taken the wrong way but I guess I guess me and him will talk about that whenever I have him on for an interview. Hell yeah! Right, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure Plup would want to do something like this. Actually, I would I would love to interview Plup, especially after Big House. That's that's some um, that's some inspiring stuff. Um, you've 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 had some prominent matches with people. Um, what I do want to pull up is if is you've you've taken games off of Tierno, you've taken I'm sorry sets off of Tierno, you've taken a set off of the Moon, uh, JF, you've even taken a game off of Lucky. What is it? What's going on here, man? Like, well, what's it like playing these? I mean, obviously some very high caliber Texas players, but you go against people like the Moon and Lucky, and and you're able to take games off and and you, just crazy stuff like this. What, what's what's what? You're you're a mutant. What's going on? <laughs> So, a lot of the time, um, I don't know, it's like a very weird thing because even, like, I've even taken a money match off plot before, 3-1, against this Fox, and I think this this stems very much from what I've learned from Mewtwo King because he teaches me a lot about how to play against high-level players, 
and he only teaches me how to play against high-level players. So when I play against high-level players, I generally do better than I do against low-level players. So a lot of the times, like, it looks like flukes, but it's just like, um, I don't know. I guess it's just because he taught me that way. You have, and that's the other question I have. You ha- there's, there's obviously a huge gap between a high-level player and, you know, somebody who's really, really good but not at that level. What's it like adjusting to that? Uh, extremely hard for me. A lot of a lot of lower level players will will do things that just don't make sense. But because they do things that don't make sense, it ends up working for them against you because you're not expecting it. Yeah, exactly. I'm this like like MTK for example will just give me flow charts. He won't he won't tell me like exactly like all right, Crush is gonna do this and Crush is gonna uh, have this like. I don't know, certain pattern that he's gonna do. He just gives me flowcharts on exactly what I need to do, and then he gives me flowcharts on what foxes normally do. But the thing is, he's talking about like a high level play. Like when I beat the moon, I told him, and he's like, yeah, well, I always beat the moon. <laughs> and I was like, I know that, but I'm not. <laughs> so, I'm not you, Jason. Yeah, I, yeah. I got you. So he expects me to learn the way he plays. So how good he is, he expects me to be at that level. And um, he's with, with that, I've learned a lot about how to play against top-level players, but not against low-level players. And a lot of times that ends up biting me in the butt pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I don't think it's like too crazy that I take games off of those people because of what he's taught me. But... Um, I think it looks pretty crazy to a lot of people because it's like, why why is Snowy losing to some random player from Austin or something, but he's able to like beat, I don't know, Plup for example. That that is an odd thing, and this question may sound may sound confrontational, but I really don't mean it in that type of way. Do you think that maybe you're not so much? I'll just say it. Do you think maybe you're carried by the knowledge of like a top player a top level player helping you out i definitely think that it it took me a long way like it it brought me to where i was in a lot of ways but um anyone can take knowledge from a top player and shift that in any way they see fit mtk could make a video which i'm pretty sure he does make videos on training or gravy or someone can make videos on on training and you could learn shit from it. You could you could learn nothing. And it's all about how you take that, that information and use it. And I think that's a skill on its own, is being able to tell like what you're doing wrong and what the pros are doing right. And I think that was a skill that I was able to um, captivate a lot on in my play. Mm-hmm. And so I think like I was carried by like the training and the understanding that MTK has of the game that was shifted to me. But I think it was a sort of carry that that I had to like understand how to use. Because um, Melee is such a hard game. I can't. It, it's not like Hearthstone where like someone can tell me what cards to play and I'll yeah. just play them. It's there's there's so many elements to heart to to Melee that you need to understand yourself before you can actually use them. 
like I don't even know how to pivot, <laughs> for example, because I've been I've been like uh, I've been told so many times, but I'm not able to get it down myself because it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. So things will just not make sense to you, and it's up to you and and like how you play to make sense of that kind of uh, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's that's a pretty that's a pretty solid answer. Now I do I do have some random topics that I wrote down because I, I did study you a bit before before heading into this interview and I, I do have I, I always noticed something about about the way that you play. You always look like you're having fun. Like either you're laughing at something silly that just happened or you're doing something that just maybe at the time doesn't look like it makes sense but it ends up working out for you. Uh, one of the things I wanted I want to ask you about is uh in your match, I think you were. I think it was at Atmosphere. It was against Lucky. You guys, gentlemen, to Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. What was that? Uh. So, <laughs> I I had just taken the game the the reverse four stock, and I was like, we we played on Yoshi's, and I was just so happy. I was like, holy shit! I can't believe I just reverse four stock Lucky. I wasn't even thinking about playing the game. I was just like, fuck it. Like, I just want to have some fun. So I, I you're like. I already won. Like, yeah, I like I won. Exactly. Yeah. Like there's no like there's nothing there's nothing else I could do in that instance where it's like like I feel like I already made my point. I'm I'm a good enough player to take lucky to take a game off lucky and not only that but reverse four stocking. I'm just gonna have some fun with this. It was Yoshi's story after that game that I reverse four stock and I was just too happy to even play, so I was just doing random shit. And then it was my third counter pick, and I was just like, "Hey, Lucky, uh, what do you ban?" Or no, <laughs> I forgot what I said. But I was like, "All right, well, I'm gonna counter pick to uh, M- Mushroom Kingdom," <laughs> and he's like, and I clicked on Mushroom Kingdom, and he was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> and I was, I don't know, it was it was a, it was definitely a weird interaction, but it was very funny. And but he was about it. He looked like he had a good time with it too. Yeah, exactly. And now, I mean, he was like one of the first pros I met. And, Mm -hmm. um, now we're good friends. Like I see him all the time and in the VIP rooms and stuff and we hang out. So it's been a a pretty, pretty awesome ride. That that is, that is really cool. That's, it's, it's, it's nice to see some people take the game, you know, so you, you see them thinking so hard and, 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 and granted no, I don't mean it in a bad way or anything, but you don't, you don't see people, you know, generally having a big smile on their face when something silly happens or you see the classic, oh man, I shouldn't have done that head, head shake, stuff like that. So it's a, it's a little refreshing to see something like that against trademark. You started doing rollouts against him. Yeah. I don't know if that was intentional or you're like, I'm just going to give it a shot, but you did. And then it hit and you're like, okay, yeah, that's cool. You, you guys both laughed about it. That's something that I, that I think is really nice. I, a lot of people were even it was really weird to me. People were like even getting mad about the rollouts, and I w- I'm just trying to have fun, you know. Like, I'm not I'm not really in the game to. I think people take it so seriously, and the thing is, like, you're playing a video game, right? Like, its intent was to for fun. I just want to have some fun, and I don't let myself go, you know. I I'm I don't want to be so stressed on beating somebody when I'm like stressed already outside of the melee community. Like I just want to be able to go in there, have a fun time with some friends and, uh, and if you win, you win. Yeah, exactly. If I I win, I win. Now this brings us to our last topic. 
um because we're about to hit the 50 minute mark and been having such a good time here <laughs> uh you you had mentioned something particularly about the little city of austin in oh, yeah. our uh, in our pre I was I was trying to prep for the interview I asked you some questions you you kind of put it out there kind of like you feel like Austin doesn't really either respect you or like you very much and and I know that's maybe something that you might have wanted to bring up here uh, what what's up with that uh so I think a big reason why Austin hasn't really liked me is it might be due to the fact that I I I'm I might do something like I don't know last time it was I uh, Tierno was at uh, three stocks to my one stock at 84%. So I decided to camp. I just camped and my friends were behind me, like playing Seinfeld music and shit like that. Because the the crowd was like cheering against me, so they wanted to do something funny for me, I guess. I ended up winning that game being three stocks to one at 84%. And people were not happy about that for sure. And I think that that carries over to a lot of things. It's just like, I guess they see me as a disrespectful, like, troller. But mm-hmm. that's not, like, what I'm trying to... That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm not I'm not trying to be disrespectful or, or like... I'm not trying to, like, say, like, oh, you guys suck. I'm going to laugh at you guys. It's, like, it's me trying to have fun with the game. And that ends up coming out the wrong way. I guess people see, like, my outgoing personality as, like, a... What I saw one person say was like uh, violating their space. Mm-hmm. It was it was very weird to me. I saw I saw someone comment say like, uh, "Snowy violated my space." I never remembered it happening, but someone told me that it happened, so I'm gonna say that it happened anyway. Like it's been that mentality where like I have people who have never met me in my life telling me that I I suck or that I'm a toxic asshole, things like that. And I never really understood it, and it's definitely, it's definitely pretty hard. It's definitely like something that, it, it feels bad, like like a, a knife, you know. It's a chip on your shoulder. Yeah, and it, like back then, I was able to take that that energy and kind of use it towards my own like game. Like, all right, if they're gonna hate me, I'm just gonna use that that hate and fuel my game with that. But then, after a while, it's kind of been like, you know, what did I really do? to like have this happen to me and how would I reverse that because I don't want to be the guy that that's the bad guy I want to be the good guy I want to be the guy that everyone roots for I don't want people saying that things like oh he only teamed with Mewtwo King because Mewtwo King is sh- was sharking with him and he's a shitty player like Gatsu didn't want to team with him like Gatsu asked me to team uh, for NFA I didn't ask him and people, like, always bring up these, like, rumors of things that I did that never happened. Like, places I never was, and they're like, uh, Snowy did this at this one place. And I was, I've never been there in my life. And I'm like, what, what did I do to these people that, that caused them to have so much hate for me? Mm-hmm. I, I never, I've never understood it. Um, I've always wanted to know, and no one ever tells me. But You just wanted to kind of clear the air. Yeah, I've always yeah. wanted to. Uh... I I get it. You want to you when you come from when you come from a state as quote unquote friendly as Texas, and you're going up against you know somebody from another state in a tournament. You you want to be rooted for even for the people who aren't in the city that you come from. Yeah, and you and even if that doesn't, I mean, 
not to say that you should absolutely care about how anybody feels about you because I'm big I'm a big I don't give a fuck what anybody has to say about me. I'm going to do me, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. If you feel this way about me, then you can feel that way about me. I don't care. Yeah. I'm not I'm not saying that, but I completely understand where you're coming from. Um I think I think uh you did a pretty good job at maybe explaining yourself. I I'm not going to be biased. I'm not I don't have any any roots to Austin. I don't have any I'm from I'm from a little Corpus Christi, a scene that started maybe about 3 years ago. And um I just, you know, I I can respect that. I can respect you coming on here and hopefully somebody from Austin will listen to this. Uh maybe I'll have somebody Austin on here to explain how they feel. Who knows? That's the point of interviews. Yeah, no, I mean, I would I would love to know that kind of stuff because it affects it affects my life in in a lot of different ways. I don't think people see it. I I think people see it as a one and done, right? Like I just say this and I just hate on somebody and I'm not going to get anything bad for it and that person's not going to be affected by it. People don't realize that it really like it really does affect the person whether it be like my sponsors for example. I've been told like, "Hey, why does Austin hate you? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know why Austin hates me. And, and then they're like, that's pretty, like, like they're, they're a little skeptical of sponsoring me just because of that, that yeah. fact. And that's something that, like, I don't think that people realize, like, it's affecting me on a daily basis, you know? Yeah, when you, when you have a sponsor and when you kind of have, like, a, 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 a quote-unquote job to do, yeah. it, that, that stuff does, does affect it. I, I completely understand. I completely get it. Um, melee, the melee community has been described sometimes as as toxic, and that we're a little rowdy sometimes. But I do believe that there's a lot of good people in it. I do believe that there are a lot of people who actually do love the community. And you do, of course, every every, every community is going to have their bad apples and stuff like that. But you know, it's real easy to say stuff from you know behind a computer screen that people will never say to your face. And um, hey, man, you know, you could always throw some hands. That'll scare some people. Yeah. So you could always <laughs> just throw down. No, I've always. I've always had people, like, there's always been people who have been really supportive of me and, like, been behind me. And that goes for, like, I've had people in other states, like, just say, like, hey, man, who do I got to beat up? <laughs> and <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very much, like, like, a pacifist when it comes to fighting. Like, I've, I've always been very, I don't know, careful with what I do. Mm-hmm. And so I've never liked to go out and fight or things like that. I mean, hardly people are going out looking for a fight, but I, I get what you I get what you say, I get what you mean. It's a I don't know. It's a very weird experience, and I don't know. Me- melee has been like a fun and tough ride all all on its own, but uh, I hope like people understand. Like I don't mean any harm by anything I do. I don't I don't want to be mean to anyone. I hope people don't like look at me and say like oh this guy's an asshole because there's a lot of people that that really enjoy my presence and i just hope that more people would want to be around that and think that i'm a cool guy that's heartwarming i'll tell you man i've enjoyed your presence today i think you're a cool guy we're gonna wrap it up i have some rapid fire questions for you i did this with alp so i'm gonna do it with you all right so let's start it off. Favorite stage and why? Uh, Dreamland because I'm puff. <laughs> good, good pick. <laughs> but uh, uh, maybe maybe Battlefield because I love all the characters. 
that's a nice save there, buddy. <laughs> um, uh, okay, let's let's come up with another one. Let's go with uh, who's been your favorite top player to play against? Uh, Plup is super nice, and we always laugh, even even like if it's a money match and one of us is winning. Um, we're always laughing and we're always having fun. Uh, so he's definitely my favorite player to play against. If melee were a balanced game and you could play any character that you want, who would it be? And still be as good as you are. Uh, probably Puff still. Okay. But if I if if Fox wasn't like so hard on the hands, I would play Fox because he's my favorite character probably. Mm-hmm. He's a lot of fun to me. All right, and the last question. So, you're at Evo, mm-hmm. Grand Finals, you, somehow you've made it there. What song do you want played as you're walking up to that stage? Kind of like your batter, batter up music. What's that, what's that one song that's going to get you going? You're ready, you're ready for it. You're going to take Evo. Uh, Frank Sinatra's My Way. Excellent. All right, guys, you heard it here first. I think first. I don't know if there's been any other uh, podcasts put out with snowy on them but you've heard it here first regardless ethan snowy brun great guy san antonio puff player super strong cool man big heart not an asshole is there any is there any last things that you want to say any any final plugs any shout outs um yeah uh if anyone wants to come talk to me if anyone wants to you know learn even if you think I'm a bad player or whatever, you know, just just talk to me. I'm, I I love I love when people will come up to me and talk to me. I think it's a very um, kind thing to do, and I think everyone should just try to be a little more happy in their lives. More people should definitely uh, watch players like Plup and MTK and such on streams because I think melee. If we don't all band together and like make melee a, a more um noticeable game to other games we'll never get anywhere in the community because right now twitch streams on melee are like beyond low and i think that's our biggest medium towards becoming a, a, a better community i can attest to that first part snowy that you're a very very friendly guy people can come up to you and ask you stuff because before before we even had this interview I was literally just a, a random guy on Facebook shooting you a message, and uh, you were very welcoming to it. So I can I can appreciate that, and um, I do I do think that I agree with you when it comes to uh, strengthening the community, and I think that's a message that we can all stand by, regardless of who you are. But uh, thank you, man. I really appreciate you having on the show, and again, thanks so much. I I appreciate it. Thank you so much, man. It was it was a great time. I, I love this uh, interview. Interviews are definitely super fun. Uh, yeah, it was nice meeting you, man. It was hey, it was nice meeting you too. I'll uh, I'll hit you up sometime later. Maybe we can get some games in, and um, I'll yeah, definitely sure. let you know when when this posts, and and we'll uh, we'll go from there. Awesome, dude. And so there you have it. That was me and Ethan sitting down having a nice chat about melee. Great stories were told. Some laughs were had. Thank you for joining me. My name is Jeremy Ever Melendez from Free to Play Productions. This was Shield Drop, 
And if you liked this, check out our other podcasts on iTunes, on SoundCloud, at Free to Play Cast, where you can uh, catch a lot of other great content. If you also want to check out our YouTube, definitely do so, where we have some great video series that you definitely would enjoy. Thanks again, guys. You guys will be hearing from me very soon.